Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pador. It is currently 8.04 p.m. Eastern Time, June 24th, 2022. And it has been a day. It indeed has been a day. And before we discuss said day, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you before this day. Let's talk about you before this weekend occurs and before we come to the next month where we celebrate the birthday of the United States. I hope that you've had a good week, a accomplished week, a week that you can look back on and know that you've made a difference for yourself. A week where you can think, you know what, these were the steps. This was the beginning where I started to take the steps in order to progress my life to a way which I feel is best for myself. A way which will soon mold, or not even soon, just in the long run. Long run mold what you see best for yourself. Career-wise and personally. And even if it's not just the beginning this week, maybe you had this week or this type of week where it's your beginning last week or last month and it's still the progression the continuation of your growth even better good job for keeping that streak going and good job for keeping a lookout after your own health your own mentality and your ability to recognize that these things are bad these things are bad for me i need to lessen them i need to get rid of them and bring myself to where I want to be. And I think that's something that you recognize in life as you get older. There are certain things that you want to hold on to when you're younger, such as friends, such as substances, such as habits. Going out to three in the morning, partying in the clubs while hitting some random hookah and downing a glass of, uh, of Jaeger. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that that taste and that image by itself even made me just shiver a little bit. But I think as you get older, you begin to recognize that some of these habits, some of these practices, even some of the people that which you hang out with at the time are toxic, ultimately. Living on a fantasy, living on a, an idea which has been plaguing the mind of everyone through media, through through movies, through TV shows, this ideal life of never growing old and living everything and everything to the best of your ability and just, you know, grabbing life by the horns and holding on. Um, that's just a fantasy. There are indeed some people who are able to live that life, but that is not a life I feel, anyway, that one should chase. It just leads to hollowness. It leads to stagnant growth as a person, as, uh, as a profession, like you, you can't grow in an environment such as that. Then again, you're talking to a 30 year old who has the mentality of a 60 year old. I'd rather be at home. I'd rather not party. I don't think I've ever really set foot in a club. The one time which I do remember I was picking up my girlfriend at the time and her friend because they decided to go out. I said, no, thank you. Have fun. They went and had fun. I picked them up. That was about it. 
Just know that that fantasy of partying every single night at three in the morning is not going to last. And for those of you who it does, good luck. But for the rest of us who live this life knowing that that is, that is not a fantasy that we want, that is not a life that we want, and we indeed want something more for ourselves. We want the ability to grow. We want the, the feeling of accomplishment through our own personal goals as well as our career goals. And that's why we're here. At least, that's what I hope to bring to this podcast, to the community, and to you who are listening to it now. Whether it be through whatever media, at whatever time, know that self-development and growth is important. Just not only for the people around you, most importantly for yourself. Mold and shape yourself for the betterment of you. That way, when you look back about a year from now, you don't hold that regret of, man, I went to the clubs every single night, spent all this money, wasted all this time, had to take this many pills for this disease. <laughs> and uh, I'm no further than I was a year ago. And that is what bothers me. The feeling of staying still. Which is why I'm so impatient when it comes to life. I want forward progression with my career and with myself personally, either it being emotional or mental growth, physical growth, other than the number that I see on the scale, I want more. I want something to look back on and be like, yes, I have, I was there and I am here now and I am better than what I was when I was there. So, I hope that was your week. And if it wasn't, that's okay. We all have our we all have our weeks off. We all have our months off. Hell, I had a horrible fucking year like that. And it wasn't until I got into therapy, as you all know, if you are a regular of this podcast or just know me through streams or personally, it was a hell of a year. But I can look at myself back in 2020, hell, even 2021, and I can look at myself now, I can be like, yes, you're on the right path, you have progressed, you have grown, keep it going. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And I hope, again, and as always, my dear listener, that you are doing the same. And I got your back. Keep it going. I'm proud of you. Keep moving those wheels. Keep turning those wheels. Progress forward and for the better of yourself. And I will continue to do the same. And weekly, give you these pep talks. Because we all need a pep talk. We all need someone to say, I'm proud of you. You are doing great. Keep it going. Even if you didn't make your bed this past week, I'll be honest with you, I'm guilty too. I didn't make my bed either. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. It's just a minor setback. I can make my bed beginning tomorrow. And for a week straight, I'll let you know if I fail or not. Because, you know, there's just some mornings where you just begrudgingly have to get up. I had a couple of those this week. That's okay. It's what happens. It's life. So long as it doesn't bog you down and impede you 
from trying again. That's, that's what counts. That's what counts. So my dear listener, I hope you had a lovely week. And as always, I commemorate these podcasts with a shot. This is episode 38 of the FSOF podcast. Here is to you. My dear listener, here is to me, the man in a room with a microphone, and to the podcast, to where we unite and talk amongst ourselves. Cheers. So, oh God, so, sorry about that. I'll give a very brief weekly update because there's not really a whole lot to talk about. Not really. I did mention how I was supposed to have an interview this past Tuesday for my callback. Well, unfortunately, that interview did not happen. If you heard that beep, that was my printer shutting off. I printed something earlier, I forgot to turn it off, and it decided to chime in to the podcast. Well, hello, printer. Thank you for joining, and goodbye. I was supposed to have a interview with the <clears throat> callback for the agency they auditioned for a month ago now. Literally a month ago. Let me see. That audition was on the 28th of May. Yeah, so that got postponed because the scout was sick and felt that they were unable to go ahead and commence with the interview, the second stage of it. So they said, postpone it for a week, same time. I said, okay, fine. Not like I have a choice in it. It's not like I'm going to blow up on them or anything of that nature anyway. So it isn't going to be until the 28th of June coming up that I will have my callback interview with this potential agency for better representation. So I have nothing to report there, unfortunately. And tomorrow I have another audition for another showcase for another potential agency. And I have another comedic monologue prepared, which is one from MASH. If you don't know the television show MASH, look it up and watch it. It is worth your while. So we'll see how that goes. Otherwise, work was work. People came back. Policies were done. Payments were taken. I actually had to take a little bit of a half day today. I was not feeling good once I returned from work. So thank you to my co-workers for carrying the brunt of my lack of being there. And apologies, but I just... Vomiting at work is generally not a good sign of someone being at work. But that's my weekend, uh, my weekly update. Kind of SSDD, kind of low-key. You know, it's just not every week is going to be thrilling and exciting. And I think that's something that everyone needs to take into consideration within their own lives. You're not going to have some great life-changing story. This isn't a sitcom. And even with those sitcoms, it's not like every single week, every single day, something amazing happens to them. When you watch a sitcom, you're just looking at the highlights of their lives, essentially. 
Who knows how long in between those highlights actually are amongst their own daily lives. So, this week was kind of SSDD. Nothing really special which to talk about. Although, I will say that I am happy to announce that my father does not need surgery. I'm not going to give any specific details other than that. He does not see, need surgery. And I'm very happy for that, as well as the rest of my family. So, we got through the intro. I gave you a pep talk. I gave you my weekly update. Now we have to talk about a topic, much like the shootings, which is unavoidable. And something which I have no script I have no articles to read because it is known, essentially, as to what happened today. And if you are an international listener, which I actually do have a couple of international listeners, which surprises the hell out of me, but I'm always happy to have them. Always. Always. For my international listeners who don't know, today, June 24th, 2022, within the United States... A decision was made within the Supreme Court, which has essentially um, hindered, not hindered, revoked abortion rights to women on a federal and national level. And as a result, that means that the 50 states within the United States can now dictate to themselves, state by state, as to whether or not women may or may not have the legal right to have abortions. Which means that if you are not in a state which legally allows abortions for women, if they were to be raped and impregnated, by said rapists, legally, they are not able to abort said fetus, and they are forced to carry that child with them until term. And then after that, it's up to them. It's up to them. And here's where I hesitate to talk about these topics, where I hesitate to talk about something so extremely political. I've mentioned before that this podcast is initially intended to just be able to listen to, um, to just talk about topics of interest that I find to be of interest, and I hope to share said interests amongst a audience. Not it being political, not it being, you know, rallying the troops or anything of that nature. Just a place to, for me to be able to express my voice in a different fashion because a podcast is indeed a different genre, a different type of delivery for voice and for personalities. And I understand that people use it for political reasons or promotion or this or that. But that was never my intention for my podcast. Now, frankly speaking, on Friday's podcast, it's just something that 
I want to do because I want to do. I want to be able to like promote video games, to promote musicians, to promote or just talk about these topics. Bring guests on which are of you know, topics of myself. But when it comes to such national shaking news such as this, even myself as a host of this small little podcast, it is something which is unavoidable. And while I try to remain as neutral as I can, I also know that that's not entirely possible. So there are a couple of things that I do wish to say about this. Number one is that I am personally someone who believes in choice. I am someone who believes that I have no say as to what a woman does with her body when she's pregnant. Now, if it is someone that I am with, I will give my opinion, I will give my suggestion. If I have a girlfriend and I knock her up, I will exclaim to her what I think we should do. But ultimately, that is her body. Literally, I have infected her with a parasite that will grow and expand inside of her for eight to nine months. If there anything, if, if my child is anything like myself and my siblings, they'll be here in eight and a half months. We were all two weeks early. But that's it. She decides to keep the baby. I have to live with that. If she decides to abort the baby, I have to live with that. Ultimately, her body, her choice. Period. That is where I stand on this matter. So, when I think of the idea of these teenagers, these women being forced to raise or carry to term this being inside of them that they didn't want and was forced upon them, it's extremely disheartening, without a doubt. But there's one thing that I wish to clarify throughout this entire thing. is that people say that they hate this country. And I understand that. There is a lot to hate within the United States. A lot to hate within its history. The United States history has so much bloodshed, so much racism, so much sexism, discrimination, Genocides sometimes. Biological warfare. Chemical warfare. Uh, the loss of life that has happened on this land and across the seas. The United States history, in a blunt form, is violent prejudice and bias. But I don't think it is the country that we hate. The country is just land 
It is bodies of water within an imaginary line and perimeter, which has been dictated by individuals hundreds of years ago in order to outline property. The country is just mass of the earth. We do not hate the country. What we hate, what we dislike, are the people who are in power. It is difficult to hate a piece of land. It is very easy to hate people. So when someone says, I hate this country, I want to spare the land of their hate. And I think we need to properly define what the country is. What the country is and what we are disliking, especially on a day such as today, are the people in charge our government officials, our elected government officials. Those are the people where our terminology needs to be corrected towards. Because it's easy to get lost in terminology, but it's also very important to express your terminology correctly. Because when you say, I hate the country, that's a broad term. Literally everything and everything encompassing and sitting upon the land, which is the country, is what you're hating. Are you literally hating the entire country? Or are you hating those who are dictating our lives with these types of decisions? Not in the best interests of the people, but in the best interests of their parties of themselves, of whoever has bought them. Those are the people that we need to go after. Specific names, specific companies, specific people, not the country. With this change of law, it is now a time when we as individuals do need to become more politically informed, beginning at a local level. Once we begin at a local level, understand where and how the power is transferred to and from and higher up, and the importance of local governments, then we can potentially be able to change federal level governmentation. And even then, when it comes to federal level and uh, just our state legislators, an informed public is what they fear, and that's exactly what we need to become. And when I say informed, I don't even mean just on your own side or on your own beliefs. An informed public is someone who is informed on both sides. And that is something which has been lost throughout the generations of the United States. There used to be a time within the United States where the general public was informed on both sides. Where people weren't entirely bought out like they are now. <clears throat> and it's difficult for me even to speak of this because I do not like politicians. I do not trust politicians. Not a single one, not even on a state level. None of them. I do not like them whatsoever. They're vile people. Only out for their own gains. 
They speak empty words and fulfill empty promises. That has been my entire experience throughout my 30 years of living. But, as I've gotten older, I also know that, unfortunately, it is a game that we have to play. But if we play correctly, it can also be changed in a way that we best see fit. But having an informed population is the first step. And the difficulty about that nowadays is how, how technology works, how algorithms work within search engines, how they will show you only what you want to see without seeing the other side, the other, the other side of the argument. We need to see both in order to be able to make a well-formed opinion. And I also know that when you go state to state, region to region, county to county even, that algorithm changes accordingly. And that has actually been proven by many people. When it comes to this, uh, it's, to me, there's no question that a great injustice has happened and that the United States has stepped back half a century in the past. This is regression, without a doubt. And it is proving to me why nations around the world still laugh at the United States. This is another fine example of such. So let's not hate the country. Let us not pin our efforts so broadly. Let us solidify it to those who need it on a federal, on a judicial, and even on a state level to make sure that the women that we love, our friends, our family, the women are taken care of because this is not right. Because what's next? What else is to be taken away? And notice how nothing was taken away from men today. Nothing. Yeah, some sort of gun law was passed or a bipartisan gun law was passed. That should have happened a decade ago. Two decades ago. Yeah, two decades ago. Back in 2002, when I was in middle school, that was the beginning of the rise of these shootings. That shit should have been put to stop there. And yet here we are, 20 years later, and how many lives lost, how many gallons of blood shed. So, my dear listener, this is all that I can really say in regards to this, is that I'm sorry to my women. I'm not even at fault, I'm still sorry, because part of me hates being a white male. Part of me hates that I don't, I benefit, and I don't suffer consequences just because of the fact that my skin isn't 
as dark as others naturally, and the fact that I have different genitalia by birth. None of that is a given right. And none of that should mean that I should exceed better than others right off the bat. A lot needs to change in this country, and my ideas are probably viewed by many as radical. But at the same time, they also just seem like common sense, which is another thing that seems to be lost within the United States. So I'm sorry to my women, and all I can say is just become knowledge, go out and vote any and every chance that you can get, and research those candidates so that they, on every level, do and represent what you want. That is all I can really say, and I will do the same. With that said, make sure that you register the vote within your county. Make sure that everything is up to date. And I'm sorry if you get picked for jury duty, but even there, you have a little bit of power to sway even smaller tragedies to the right direction. You know what this also reminds me of? There was a television show that I've never watched, but I've always wanted to. But the first episode has a very powerful monologue concerning things exactly like this. And it is a um, drama television show called The Newsroom. Only had three seasons. Came uh, out in 2012, starring Jeff Daniels. And the very first episode, the very first scene, Jeff Daniels is giving a, um, a presentation to a university. And it's himself being a news anchor, uh, a conservative male and a democratic female. And they just are, you know, chewing the fat. And a sorority girl comes up basically saying, you know... <clears throat> You know, why is America the greatest country? And Jeff Daniels' character, Will, uh, just goes out on this huge rant and basically very quickly saying how America is not the greatest country in the world and how the citizens of the United States don't really have freedom. And something like this is echoed as well through the comedian George Carlin. If you go on YouTube and you type in uh, George Carlin, and I'm doing it right now so that I'm not bullshitting you. If you type in George Carlin, uh, let's see, George Carlin, the reason education sucks. It is a five minute video. This one video from a comedian, and George Carlin was a very insightful comedian. He didn't, he didn't sugarcoat shit. 
he presented the shit and you and he had a fan wafting it right in your direction. You watch that video. You watch that monologue of the newsroom. And you'll see exactly where and why the United States is where it is. And it's sad. When I think of the United States, when I think of the 4th of July coming up, when I think of things like this, there's so many thoughts that come to mind. But the thing that I think of is that as far as this country goes, this mass of land, these bodies of water which are within it and surrounding it, I try to see the possibilities of it. I try to see the unachievable just dream world that the United States could be where we don't have to worry about this student debt, these astronomical health bills. We don't have to worry about uh, these prescription and manufactured costs. We don't have to worry about Women's rights always being jeopardized. Children being shot just for attending their schools. Things which you would think anyone and everyone would want. Or their own child, their own daughter, their own wife or girlfriend. And it just upsets me. How something which seems so simple and so obvious is never going to be the case. Certainly not within my lifetime, certainly not within my child's lifetime, if I ever have children. Maybe in my grandchildren's life. And that's a strict, huge maybe. So I don't know. I wish I can expand upon this more, but I am just a person. I have my master's degree in music performance for French horn, and I work in insurance. I'm not a politician. I'm not a social worker. I am just a man with an opinion. And that's mine. I hope that we can take away the ability to inform ourselves how to change this country in a way that we best see fit. Initially, I was outraged and thinking of violence towards these government officials, but of course that's wrong. It'd be easy, but it's wrong. We just have to persevere to the best of our ability as always but inform ourselves accordingly so that we can go ahead and play their game as well so with that said i'm going to close with an article actually with this podcast give us a little something to look forward to potentially and the video game world. Because again, when it comes to life, when it comes to stresses, the best way for me to just mellow out and unwind, or unwind as I say sometimes, is to have a good stiff drink 
and play some video games. I've actually been getting back into playing Sekiro, so I plan on streaming that soon, actually. So, be on the lookout for that. But, I was given an article earlier today before the big news from my roommate, Shelby, also known as Queen Shelbeast, from Game Rant, our trusty source Game Rant, uh, from a Joshua Duckworth, published earlier today. Elden Ring developers' next game is in final stages of development, working on multiple new projects. So, let's see what they have to do and something for us to be able to look forward to. Other than just bad news bears. Alright, so... Let's see what we got. As Elden Ring players cross the finish line, many are left wondering what's next. FromSoft has confirmed more Elden Ring updates are on the way, while DLC seems to be a given. But beyond that, FromSoftware is, isn't the type of developer to focus on its latest and greatest forever. Under Hidetaka Miyazaki's leadership, Soft, From Software tends to focus more on new IPs and upcoming titles than reiterating with sequels. This plays some role, likely, in how From Software's development cycle, where it typically has about two different games in various stages of development at once, Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3, and Sekiro, their release dates, 2014, 15, 2016, and 2019, all show how this is done. While it seems there's always something cooking at From Software, the company may be looking to take it up a notch. From Software recently posted on social media, revealing that it was hiring staff across a wide range of game development positions. It said that it took forward. It said that it looks forward to working with new people on From Software games, though not necessarily From Software Soulsborne games, if considering its extended catalog, and asked for folks to look at the hiring website. What's interesting, though is that it says it is recruiting for multiple new projects, per the Twitter translation. Furthermore, Miyazaki confirmed that one of those projects, an unannounced game, is already in the final stages of development. That doesn't set up for a 2022 release, but it's possible more is learned later this year, and a release comes in the next one or two years. He also reiterates that the that work on Elden Ring isn't done, and that Miyazaki's focus will continue to be on direct games, where he is already working on his next game. Whether that's the unannounced final stages project or not remains to be seen. But all these multiple new projects are exciting nonetheless. It's possible this reference includes Elden Ring DLC, but it seems unlikely overall. Elden Ring is out in any way and any work on that has likely been underway for at least some time now. This likely means then that From Software is referencing multiple new games, likely all at various stages of development. Following the success of Elden Ring, working on multiple new projects would likely be a smart move. From Software has defined a genre, and its games are loved the world over. From Software has defined a genre, and its games are loved the world over. Okay. 
I'm sure that's correct, but to me, and rolling off my tongue, that doesn't sit well. Anyway, still, multiple could mean two to three other projects, maybe less. It's hard to say for sure, but knowing that there is there is more in the works at From Software bodes well for fans of the developer. Fans should keep their expectation, uh, expectations in check with this announcement, though. As games get bigger, game development takes longer. From Software's next game could still be a year or two away, and it's unlikely that these projects refer to a Bloodborne remaster, Bloodborne 2, Sekiro 2, or anything like that. Again, From Software prefers new, exciting IPs over bloated sequels, and for better or worse, that really puts the new in multiple new projects. And of course, Elden Ring is out for PC, PS4, 5, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series X. So, be on the lookout for some new, exciting From Software games. God knows I am, even though I'm still eating up everything that they have released previously. Uh, it's amazing how Miyazaki has just created this, this style of gaming and yeah, people love it. People, and they're still playing it. I saw a post, I follow a Facebook page of, you know, like Bloodborne and some dude posted on the, this Facebook page. He literally has over a span of five or six different games over yeah, over a thousand hours easy into playing Bloodborne. I think the highest one that he had on one of the games was 280 hours playing the game. That's just one. Another one was 250. So, yeah, people love these games. From Software has their niche in the gaming community. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. Especially if they keep making these uh, interesting game mechanics, mending and melding these game mechanics, and um, making the difficulty, you know, not an option. A part of me wonders when they're going to, like, have, like, some sort of flight game. Because all the games that I can think of, you know, Dark Souls 1 through 3, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Elden Ring. You're just a dude on a ground. When are you going to start, like... When are you going to start, like, flying creatures? When are the aerodynamics going to start coming in with these type of games? What if you're just strictly a pilot during a war? I don't know. They've dealt with ground base. What about fly base mechanics? When is that going to be introduced? No idea. Anyway, it's going to be a shorter podcast. Um, for obvious reasons. But yeah, I don't really have much else in which to say. Uh, I hope that next week, when I come back with this podcast, which will be the 1st of July... Maybe I'll have something a little more prepared, but again, when news like this kind of strikes you, strikes the nation, it hits a chord and you're not really fully prepared as to how to react, especially when media and people and family are reacting and inundating the topic so heavily. So I just give my opinion and my words.
and that's it. With that said, thank you for joining me with this podcast. We will be back next week, July 1st. And you can always email the podcast at fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Give me uh, topics of, uh, of suggestion, articles of interest, or just say hello. I always appreciate that. Let me know how you're doing. fsofpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, keep practicing. No matter what it is, so long it doesn't hurt you or anyone else, keep practicing. For the both of us, for all of us, I'm going to keep practicing the hope of betterment for our country and for equal rights. So good night, everyone. Sleep well, sweet dreams. Thank you for listening. And until next time, au revoir.